Let's go. There's the room fill up, be sure. And I mean just that, be sure. To smash upon the like button, let a friend or a neighbor know where to go. But they want to tune in to Cowboys Sports Talk and beyond. Come on. Notification squad, squad up. I know we talked briefly about this, but let's talk about the Cowboys' new offense, Tex Coast, plus return of Ezekiel Elliott. That's been the news. That's been the news that's been going on. Come on. Five, four, three, two, yo. Shout out to New Media Gang. Salute to all of you all. Shout out to all of the snipers. Come on. Come on. Mama said there'll be days just like this. Come on. Come on. Hey. Ho. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. The name is Law Nation, and I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for uh, staying with me and and, and wishing me uh, traveling grace and everything. So we're back. We're live. We're lit. Shout out to you all for tuning in. Appreciate you. Uh, Thaddeus, I see you in the chat. Jay Worthy, appreciate you. Uh, shout out to all. Uh, we will be uh, on the final word tonight, a little later on. I really appreciate those guys over there. Uh, respect to Boss Cowboy and Big Game James and the OC and, and anyone else that's going to be a part of the actual episode uh, tonight. I really appreciate you. But we got some stuff we got to talk about. You know, we got some stuff that uh, everybody, mama, uncle, cousin was hitting me up. They said, hey, law, you know, man, Zeke was spotted at the star in Frisco. And granted, he stays literally right down the street from the star. And they were saying that basically that, you know, he, he may be back in the building as it relates to a valuable option. But remember, uh, just last week, we were talking about this big game, James, and, and all of the crew, we were talking about how beneficial it will be if you have Ezekiel back on the, on, on the um, silver and blue. And here's the thing. Here's what I don't like, and here's what I do like. It's constant pros to everything, baby. It is. All right, so let me just say this. The con would be you don't know what you got. It's the levels in the area of this right here. Because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. And the, the pro would be this right here at least you know what you got with Z. well what i'm saying is that there are known <laughs> knowns and that there are known unknowns but there's also unknown unknowns things we don't know that we don't know yeah so that's the situation so you would at least would like to see what tony pollock can do you would at least would like to see 
What will Rico Dido, Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, uh, Rojo, you know, you at least want to see what those boys can do before you say, hey, man, come on, Ezekiel Elliott. And the other news out there that basically you got other guys that's veteran guys that's out there on the market. And shame on me for, for, for not setting this up earlier. Let me see if we can build a plane while it's in the air. Bam, there we go. Shout out to this uh, Twitter user right here. Let me give his name, White. White, he posted this right here, which eh, when you look at it, you know, big name, still available, crazy how fast year go by. Uh, the roster churns, right? You got Dalvin Cook. You got Ezek. You got Kareem Hunt. You got Leonard Fournette. You know, let Lenny do it. You got fumbling. Oh, my bad. Melvin Gordon. You got him uh, out there as well. So you got other things that's out there uh, that you can utilize and use. But I'm going to tell you. A lot of times when you get running backs with mileage, right, running backs that 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 been in the National Football League for a minute, you don't want to send them through training camp, especially if they are veteran guys. You can just, just tell them, won't you hang back just a little bit, and we'll bring you in if things don't come about or turn about in the favors of this youth, right? This is a young man's sport, and I'll tell most people, man, if you're considering being a running back before you head to the National Football League, you may want to switch over to playing on defense. You may want to do something a little different than being a running back. The average lifespan of a running back, if you just looking at it like that and I'm not selling nor denigrating any running back but these are the actual facts and you can take it however you want it but the average lifespan of a running back is three years if you are in an elite running back maybe just maybe you can tilt over to the fourth fifth and sixth year right and if you go into the right proper system and scheme maybe you can be a 10-year running back the days of Emmett, of him running all of those years are over. The days of, uh, what's his guy's name, played for the Niners, then he fooled around and played for the, he played for all, a whole bunch of teams. I think he played for the Colts. I think his name is Frank or something. I, his name at the tip of my tongue. Those days are over with, baby. The days of even being a, a guy like Marshawn Lynch or, you know, uh, just beast mode right there or even the guy that broke his leg and came back or whatever you know it, those days are over with they're long and gone uh jay versic shout out to you man for the super chat shout out to you uh for the super chat adrian peterson is his name is who i was trying to recall far as uh you know that physical uh tenacity and running the ball and and keeping that same energy there's only one and few of those <laughs> Got a super chat. Versic says, Rico running style remind me of Brees Hall. Just got to stay healthy. Yeah, if if we were to poll everyone and, and say who had a better camp. Frank Gore, yeah, Frank Gore is another guy. Yeah, yeah, those days. Frank Gore literally... He he was close to beating Emmett record if if he could play four more years, right? But he was like Frank Gore still still running and toting the rock like nothing is going on with him. And I think 
that he still got a little burst, what have you, because we didn't see the decline in that man's speed. It just stayed there. But uh, uh, shout out to Jay Versick. Uh, I, I would look at it like this, Jay. Jay, if if we really contextualize the the um, Rico kid, and if, if for those who were out there last year, you, you would literally say Rico was more explosive than Malik. He was more explosive at times than the other running backs. He was the guy that everybody turned their heads and said, hey, hey, what's going on with that? And then I think he had the injury. He got to stay healthy. Yes, indeed. Uh, got another super chat from a dog. He, he, he one of uh, – I, I saw the episode of, of my guy, Boss Cowboy. He said he got shooters, man. And my guy, Boss Cowboy, really got shooters, man. But uh, we're we going to come up with a saying, where, whereas we got our shooters, you know, those who, who shoot. But, but smoke one for you, man. He's, he's a sniper. And, and snipers, they shoot one time, man, and, and they'll knock you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, headshot, you know. <laughs> That's my guy, smoke one for you. He says, law. Tell me you watched my video that I posted. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch it, man. But I'm quite sure that, you know, uh, once this video is over with, you can bet my bottom dollar I will watch it before we go on live later on tonight. So, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Uh, eh, 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 <laughs> Chris two one four, my guy. He's another sniper. And hit that Joker don't never miss, man. A shoot headshot, you know. Uh, he says, uh, eh, eh. FBI, open up. <laughs> God dog, <no>, Chris. <laughs> he says, will Rojo Enzi be there, or it will be one or the other? Uh, I I would tell you, man. Um. Let before we throw the baby out with the bathwater with Rojo. Let let's give him a chance. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, indeed. Peasy Peasy said, "Hey, dog, that's Call of Duty." Yeah, dog, that's Call of Duty, man. Let me know what's your handle. You know, no, nah, I haven't played Call of Duty in a long time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but shout out to all my shooters and shout out to the community, man. All day, you know. Uh, and appreciate new merch, gang, man. We got new merch, man. Uh, uh, Law Nation, new media, uh, Cowboys community. We we new media over here. And let me know if y'all like the threads. You know, let me know. Shout out to my brother, the Twin Maker. Uh, he's in the chat, I, I think, and uh, shout out to him. That's my, that's my guy. You know, uh, we we gonna have to talk about what happened this past weekend. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Fatality. <laughs> he put bang bang in there. You know, shout out to him, man. That's my, that's my dog right there. All right, so <laughs> we we got we got some uh, audio that we got to play, but before we get into those details, there. Uh, I, I would say that I'm leaning on, and this is just me, I'm leaning on the the new offense with a chance to see Ezekiel Elliott. 
in this offense. Huh? I know people going to say, law, man, wave the, uh, the white flag, dog. You know, wave the flag. Give up on Zeke, man. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil, man. Law, just wave the flag, dog. You know, uh, it's over now, man. You know, go go find that drop that said it's over now, you know. But I, I'm going to say this, though. And, and Twin, he's in the chat. You know, for these last few years, if you pick up Ezekiel Elliott, just pick him up, you know, by his chin hair or by the hair that's on the top of his head, and you put him in a San Fran outfit in a uniform, right, and you run him in that particular offensive pattern, wherever it may be, you know, I don't think that people will have the same distaste of Ezekiel Elliott like some other people over here in the silver and blue because what will happen here is you will see a utilized a form a philosophy a formalized plan with Ezekiel Elliott and I'm not just sitting here saying that Zeke is washed he's trash or that he will be elite over there or to the extreme of saying that hey he would been able to beat everybody records etc but what I'm saying is that when you have a running back that have the kind of caliber of skill set that can nose the ball when he get down to the red zone, money zone, green zone, right, that needed some space and alleyway, that got a blocker, you know, in front of him, who, who knows what would have happened for that particular person by the name of Ezekiel Elliott if he was in a different system. Uh, here goes my guy. Smoke one for you, man. Appreciate you. Sacrifice. He says, Law, last one for the day. Bro, Pollard, Davis, Vaughn, then Hunter, right? As our power back, he's been getting a lot of work in the offseason or, or in our offense. I can't read today. And he's a versatile man. Are, are you speaking in the mindset of Hunter? Right? Are you speaking in, in that in that in that mindset? Now, here, here's here's what I'm gonna say with Hunter Lukey. He got the skill set, he have the ability, we can see it on tape, but the one thing that we can all say that we never seen it in the National Football League. And those are real things. That that's the area of the unknown. Hell, um, that's the that's the deal. And and the thing is and, and and don't shank me with the butter knife and don't snipe me, y'all. With my snipe. <laughs> don't snipe me, man. But I, I I will say this and I'm gonna move on from it. Or he could be everything. You know. He he could literally be that elixir like how you check for my brother's team or he fool around and fall into a system. And, 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 and you'd be like, damn, that's, that's a Terrell Davis. Not saying that he's Terrell Davis, but you guys give it what I'm saying. Who remember? And I know we got some, some dogs over here. We got some, I'm going to wear that button out. We got some snipers over here. Took me forever to download that button, so we're gonna get this button in here. You know what I'm saying? We go, we gonna hit it all day, baby. You know. <laughs> so, 
who remembered the 1998-99, maybe 2000 Denver Broncos? Who remembered the other running backs on that team outside of Terrell Davis? How did he get his spot? How did he get his opportunity? What happened? Why did all 32 teams pass up on him? He was undrafted, right? Right? So even the Denver passed up on him. Who remember? You know, what's going on with that? You know what I'm saying? You know. God, dog, you know, shout to you, JC, Cowboy Network, my dog, man, you know, he says, keep bringing that positive energy law. Shout out to you, my brother. Shout out to you, man. Sacrifice, don't give up the fire. Come on with it, baby. Appreciate you. So what, I, what I'm trying to say here is that was the perfect recipe for him to fall upon that particular team, right? And and it appears that that even that team, even that team with their philosophy, principles of running the ball, it didn't matter who they got. You know, <laughs> I don't think that everybody was beating down uh, the 98 and 99 uh, Denver Broncos and saying that they was a 93 or 94 Cowboys O-line. Right. Not saying that any of their their offense offensive linemen were were trash, but it was a philosophy that was inputted over there that was tangible enough so that everybody can look back at and say, "Man, shoot, they went from him to uh, Clinton Portis, who was the immediate running back from Terrell Davis, right? Was it Clinton Portis or somebody else? You know, but it, it was a situation whereas." These guys, Orlando Anderson, Clinton Portis, you know, appreciate you. So what I'm trying to say is, is that sometimes it takes a philosophy and scheme and principle. Look, a Terrell Davis in a, and hear me out, put that butter knife down and get your hand and stop. Don't pull the trigger on me. You know, don't, don't snipe law over here. But, but what I'm saying is that I don't think that you would get the same Terrell Davis from Kellen Moore. And I'm not trying to snipe Kellen Moore. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you guys the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Ain't that right? Shout out to you, uh, Twin Empire, says Mike Anderson. You know, so they could have put you out there, Twin, and you would have had at least 700 yards, you know. Yes, indeed. So what I'm trying to say is, and, and I get you, Mario. Mario says Zeke been trash for the last two and a half years. So, so at this point, at this point, let, let's talk about the trash part of it. So we, and, and I appreciate you, man. And, you know, we, we want to talk about the trash element, right? And, and I'm not trying to blow V8 and, and, and pump up Ezekiel Elliott. But if I'm looking at this and I'm looking at 876 yards, 12 touchdowns, 3.8 yards per tote. Now, from your mindset, from your mindset, is Joe Mixon, trash for the Cincinnati Bengals is Joe Mixon trash for the Cincinnati Bengals because I'm going to pull up 
Joe Joe Mixon, right? You know, and let me see. And there's Zico again. And let me see Mixon. And he must be trash. All right. And he here's Joe. Here's Joe. And I'm looking at 815 yards, 3.9 per tote, seven rushing touchdowns, right? So I got two trash in a possible. Or are we saying basically four out of five guys on our offensive line were moved around like chess piece, right? On top of that, we had literally last season a rookie out of Tyler Smith that a lot of you guys scoffed at and was punching wind when he was drafted because y'all was saying that he had, he liked the hell and he ain't this and he ain't that. So he was considered trash. But in the trash offense, in an offense that was ran without concepts to the run, he had 12 tubs. So either, like, like, at some point, we got to draw the line in the sand. Not everybody could be could be saying the same thing, right? You know, and I get it. I get it. Either Kellen Moore is brilliant, genius, and elite play caller, right? To be able to give this guy 12 touchdowns, 876 yards, 3.8 yards per tote. Or, you know, when we start talking about this, or... Could it be the fact that Ezekiel Elliott himself is a guy that been overanalyzed, right? A guy that when we look back at Ezekiel Elliott's situation that we are saying now to ourselves, maybe, just maybe, you're right. Those numbers could be better, right? Those numbers should have been better. But at one point, how do we move the argument? Can we can continue to move the goalposts and say, well, either Ezekiel Elliott's trash or Kellen Moore, brilliant. How can you have two trash guys giving you those numbers and those type of returns, right? I just want to know, can somebody break that down? And I listen, you know, I need, I need to know. I need to know, can somebody break down that? situation for me and I'm not even advocating for us to bring Ezekiel Elliott back now I just want to know can somebody give me an explanation on Ezekiel Elliott how come he was still able to generate those numbers with Kelly Moore was it Kelly Moore fault or was it Ezekiel Elliott fault Give me the answer, baby. You know, give me the answer. I, I need to know. I want to know. I got to know. I need to know. Uh, welcome back. Darian says, uh, appreciate you, man. He's one of those snipers, too. Uh, I told, <laughs> welcome back, my guy. I told the others, ain't nobody come to see you. Otis. <laughs> Appreciate you, my God. Appreciate you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, so I'm just trying. I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, uh, Dustin Banks, twelve touchdowns, mostly within five yards. Right. So, so let's break that down. Let's break that down. I've. I'm hearing. That when we talk about touchdowns, did we all celebrate when we scored? You know, did, did, did we all had some type of celebratory moment? 
And when the ball was given the opportunity and the chances for my guy, Tony Pollard, how come he was stopped multiple times and then all of a sudden you give it to Zeke and he was able to drop that big old head of his, that cantankerous head, and drop that dog on head in there, pause, and score, right? So what was that situation? On top of that, ladies and gentlemen, how come with his 12 touchdowns with inside the, 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 the five, right, how come that counts against him but it counts for Jalen Hurts, right? I think Jalen Hurts had about eight to maybe nine touchdowns inside the five. So he's considered, according to most Eagles fans, or, or I would say literally to all Eagles fans, you know, that, <laughs> oh, I missed. Oh, I can't believe I missed. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on. I got that bird now. He's considered elite to all Eagles fans, right? Right. So at, at some point, where do we draw the line? Do touchdowns don't count if it's inside the five? How many touchdowns did Emmitt Smith had throughout his career that was inside the five, right? You know, or, do, or do we just say, all right, hey, man, let's take away from that because I'm quite sure that all of you guys, when you saw that touchdown, you guys were celebrating. Y'all was key, key, key. Y'all was saying, let's go. Let's run him up. I don't think that none of y'all was saying, oh, snap, man. Z scored again, man. Come on. Oh, man, what's going on, man? It's Mr. Nasty time. You know, come on, man. But uh, I get it. I get it, right? So uh, write this down. What's good for the goose is also good for the gander. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So my thing is I, I would never forget. I'll never forget that we we got a chance. We had a chance to see the same argument play out before two times in his uh, Cowboys 27-year span. Uh, Revel, and I'm, I'm going to read his super chat. He's, he's sniping over here, baby. All right, he says, if I'm Jerry, I would sign Zeke, Dalvin, and D-Hop just for depths and try to go all in because we know the Super Bowl – is our destination regardless and you know no doubt no doubt no doubt at all man yeah that super bowl word baby oh yeah that super bowl word yes indeed all right, so so what I'm saying here, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to win games. We've seen this storyline play out. The, the the next man up, he's going to be so much better. I've literally, I'm old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember Troy Hamburg. Who remember Troy Hamburg? Put his number down in the chat, too, if you really remember, you know. Uh, Troy would come in after Zeke, and we would see those splashes. That big boy, you'd be like, God, dog, man, dog, that Troy Hamburg, man. And then some people, you know, this was before, you know, we had Twitter World, and, and I think <laughs> before Facebook as well. I think MySpace was just now kicking off, or AOL was just now uh, being in this uh, AOL good 
communication grooved at that time. Blogs were still available, right? But a lot of people were saying, hey, man, that Troy, that Troy Hambrick, man, shoot, he, 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 he better than, he better than Emmett. <laughs> they uttered that. And I, and I, I was, I was younger then, you know, still had baby hair beard, you know what I'm saying? And I remember people were banging on the table, give me Troy, give me Troy, man, Emmett, watch, he's done, you know. And I get it, you know, um, Fast forwarding to 2014, that latter part of 14, you know, I heard the same statements. Hey, man, DeMarco Murray, all he do is fumble the ball, man. He leaving a lot of meat on the ball. He's running right into the person instead of bouncing it to the outside. Man, this this other guy, this 21 guy, Joseph Randall, man, he he. He's more explosive, you know, give me Joseph Randall. And I heard people make statements and things about Joseph Randall. And then when his number was called, right, all we know from there, he stole cologne and draws. And I'm not going to put that and mark that with Tony Pollard because that's a whole nother situation here. But don't spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't. Because at one point of time, the thing that you do have was something you dreamed for, wanted, wished for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it Julius Randall? I thought it was Joseph Randall, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was Joseph Randall. His name was Joseph, right? You know, I thought his name was Joseph Randall. And, and Julius Jones Whoo! Julius Jones can hit that hole, man, and, and skirt through there, and he broke his leg though. But Julius Jones and his brother, I believe his name, his brother's name was Thomas Jones. They, they was really good. Thomas, I think, played for the Jets and Chicago Bears. But but Julius Jones, he would cut short because you know because because of that injury, and and we passed up. Yeah, it was Joseph Randall. But but not to go down history lane. But what I'm trying to say here is. We got a new system. And if it's for a cup of coffee, bring the guy in. And I'm talking about Zeke if you can. But here's what I'm saying, too. Even if you still have your reservation on Ezekiel Elliott, hear me out. And I'm never going to paint myself into a corner because I know I got to get out of the corner. Right. And I'm not waiting for it to dry for me to walk out of there. But what I'm saying here is is Cowboys, don't paint yourself into a corner. Leave all of the options open. So just like this doggone list that Smooth tweeted out, and I think it's right here. Hear me out. Not this one. Come on, get the list together. Here we go. This one right here, it's coffee time. It's coffee time for uh, Cooks. It's coffee time for bringing Ezekiel Elliott, at least keeping the number close by. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's cats right now. That still got their sweetheart, their high school sweetheart number in their in, in their phone, just in case. You know what I'm saying? At least don't get rid of all of the numbers, right? <laughs> I hope I ain't, I ain't speaking too much. You know, Smooth said, "Yeah, I got it in my phone. I got it saved under, you know, just in case." You know what I'm saying? So, at least, at least, leave your options open. Let's not throw the baby out with the bath water and all of that, you know, uh, as well with the people that you already got. But that's what I'm saying. Kareem Hunt, 
He's still available. Hey, pick up the phone. Say, hey, man, we we got a cup of coffee for you. You know what I'm saying? Come on down. Here's the facility. But what are they going to talk about? Let them talk. Yeah, yeah, let them talk. R.I.P. to Mary and the Barbarian. You know, appreciate you, man. Uh, Leonard Fortnite. He got a Super Bowl ring, right? You know? <laughs> Leave the baby, throw out the bathwater. Yes, indeed, Trey. Yes, indeed. Melvin Gordon. Now, now Melvin on this list, man, he probably be the only guy. <laughs> he loved to play basketball with the football. But but I, I still recall that game in 2021, Melvin Gordon, he ran like he was Flash Gordon. You know, he was running like Priest Hall. We couldn't stop the brother. And, and if he can be inspired to play like that, shoot. And I remember Kareem Hunt in that Browns game we played against that boy. You know, I think he was running all over us then. So bring those guys in. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are not doing their due diligence, but I'm just putting this out here. You know, we just putting the obvious out here. Just in case, you know, keep the number in the phone. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Don't delete all of the numbers. You just never know. You you might need a sandwich on the side of the road. You know, yeah, shoot, she might still be available. You know, she might still think about you. You know, yeah, just a little bit. You know, just in case. You never know. You might have a flat tire. You need you in the area, and she stay right down the street. But if you deleted everything, you don't have that chance and an opportunity to to at least pick up the phone. Right? <laughs> Somebody said, "No, nah, you better you better not call that old sweet." You better not. <laughs> uh, Melvin, uh, this is from my guy Trev, says uh, Melvin Gordon is the only person I can think of that fumbled more than Rojo. You know who got the most fumbles on this list? Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that brother loved to play basketball with the football. And and we still hurt from one fumble from Ezekiel Elliott in twenty was it twenty nineteen? We, we we still hurt from that New Orleans Saints game fumble. You know what I'm saying? God, dog, man. We still, you know, let me see how many this guy, he fumbles. This brother, shoot, he had four fumbles last season. And y- y'all have amnesia. But but good old law over here, I'm sitting here like, yeah, them four fumbles, man. Shoot. You know, them four fumbles, did he wear number four? And then that's, that's four fumbles last season. And then 2021, he had three. Ooh, y'all remembering these fumbles now. You know, I think we 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 slapped him with the ball. Five fumbles in 2020, you know. Uh, you know, 2019, four fumbles. So he's going to average about four to five fumbles if I do the quick math. And 
I'm not finna say I wouldn't trade all for the, the those 13 touchdowns that he had in in 2019, and maybe just maybe uh, if you look at it from this perspective, Law Nation, just hear me out, you know. And if you just look at it like this, maybe he would not be the bail cow over here. He'll be the split back, so they'll be splitting those fumbles opportunity. And Tony Pollard, he don't fumble the ball. Look. Tony Pollard fumbled the ball one time in his career, you know, and that was against the Eagles in 2019 as well. Uh, shout out to my guy Amp. Appreciate you so much for your support. So, so maybe just maybe. DC for life does not stand for Dalvin Cook. <laughs> no doubt, man. <laughs> but, but what I can say is that Cook, he fumbles, he had the propensity to fumble more, more than any of those running backs on the list. On top of that, and I'm not taking away from David Cook, shout out to Florida State and all what he did there in collegiate careers, and shout out to him what he did for uh, the Vikings. Outside that he really can't really beat us, you know what I'm saying, on the other side. And I think he still may be scared of uh, of our guy. <laughs> The assassin, you know what I'm saying? But but what I'm saying here is be careful what you wish for because everywhere else things are forgotten. Just keep this in mind. The four ladder, the three ladder networks will not talk about it because he didn't have silver and blue on. Those fumbles didn't count. Those fumbles never existed. But I promise you, if Dalvin Cook would have been here, they would have been saying that literally he's a real good running back. However, he's injury prone. He can't stay healthy. And he fumbles a lot. But they don't bring that up because he don't play for the Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. It's just you get a stain. You get a big stain when you play for the Cowboys. Like you win tight whitey tighties, right? And you didn't wipe good. It, it, that's just what the Cowboys leave upon everyone. You know, the networks didn't once bring which key cornerback gave up the most yards in 2022. Yes, indeed. Look at my guy, Van J. Lombardi, sniping over there. Yep, yep, yep. So that's just all I'm saying. People don't even know what game he fumbled in, right? People don't even know where those four fumbles came from, right? <laughs> The dude have, uh, I believe, off the top of my dome, he have 29 fumbles in his career. Rojo got six six or seven, charged to my head, fumbles in his entire career. And since he gone to the Cowboys, oh, he's a fumbling machine, dog. He, he fumbles all day, man. He can't even hold the ball. He just fumbled right now, breaking those, you know. <laughs> you know, so it's just one of those things, man. Uh, and there's no way of escaping this. But let, let's talk a little bit about, about this new offense and moving on, basically. Oh, excuse me, before we move on, let me stick to the defense, man. Let me do this, you know. Um... We got some guys that's on this team that that's looking at it like, man, I I I want I want to be better than what I was last season. I, I want to get better training, 
than what I had the previous season, you know. We got a guy by the name of Michael Parsons. We got a guy by the name of Tyler Smith that look at it and say, hey, I want to be better. I I need to get it out of the mud. And shout out to the D-line vids, man. This guy always have great, great videos on Twitter. And when I when I think of Von Miller, I, I think of like, damn, man, could we just pull the trigger and got him, you know what I'm saying? But I know money is money. It's money, right? But when I see the young, the youth, like Tyler Smith soaking in all of the knowledge and, and the understanding and wisdom of the game from somebody that's been elite in his field of study, it goes a long way, baby. Not a short way. And when we look at my guy Parsons saying, let me get in on this, man. Let me get in. I got downs, man. I want to know. Hey, these are the things that I want to better my craft at. If I can take some of the good stuff that you do and remove all of the bad things you do and keep building my fortress. My goodness, man, this thing can go a long way. Smoke one for you says law. This defense is scary to play. Yeah. Yes, indeed, bro. And, and let me fix this up. In order for you to be great, you got to seek greatness. There's a thing that you got to sacrifice. Don't give up the fire. You got to give up something. But law, I want to, you know, I said dedication, discipline, consistency. Y'all knew I'm going to be, I'm dedicated, I'm disciplined, I'm consistent. Dedicated, disciplined, and consistent. Those are the ways of greatness. And you got to move and you got to want that. And when I know that I had somebody in the comments saying, man, how are these boys going to be great standing up and walking through this and not with the pads on and, and attacking full 1,000% out there? No, 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 no. Football is also a mental mindset game. It's not all about the blood. It's not all about the gore. It's all about the mindset mentally. And taking down these mental notes, shh. But you got to prepare yourself for that moment. You got to be ready for that moment. People will watch you do things, and they will see what you're going through, right? And they say they want a piece of that. But when they understood, like, hey, these are the ways that you got to get there, they, they check out. They check out. They, they skip that part, and they say, I only want the results. But you got to mentally digest this stuff, too. You got to understand that if I don't know it mentally, physically, it don't mean a hill of beans of what I can do. There are people right now, ain't that right, Oscar? Ain't that right, Peasy? And I promise you, Oscar Peasy, Dan the Man, Captain America, they probably fought some guys. They sound like some fighters in the chat. 
They probably fought some guys two, three times bigger than them. But mentally, they were more prepared. So that's why they made that guy. The bigger you are, the harder you fall. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, they were ready for it, right? But I want to be great. I want to be like yo. Sacrifice all what you have. Give up all of your possessions. Come follow me. And the person then kept that same energy, didn't he? He was like, nah, man, you give up all get give up all of those thoughts I got too? No, man. I thought shoot, this was just a thing you was doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, hey, drop my Ferrari? Give that up? Nah, man, y'all walking on Pete and Paul? No, no, no way, man. You finna give that up. Well, the other guy came to me, hey, man, I want to follow you, man. I want to do something with you, man. I want to be like you. All right, yeah, come on. Drop what you're doing. Come on, follow me. Nah, right now? Yeah, come on, follow me, man. I got to go bury my dad, man. He passed away. You know, shoot, let the dead bury the dead. I think that's some cold-hearted thing to say to somebody. People think that people are nice when they're in leadership role. That's cold-hearted. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a cold-blooded thing to say to somebody. Hey, man, let the, let the dead bury the dead. Come on, man. Shoot. Everybody not committed. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, I'm going ahead and pick out this casket, man. I don't care what that JC guy talking about. No way, man. But he made the blind see, man. Shoot. Man, my family would never forgive me, man, if I don't show up to this funeral, man. I got to go pick out this casket, man. He's not committed. <laughs> He's not dedicated. He's definitely not consistent because if you don't have the commitment, you definitely can't establish the consistency, right? <laughs> you know, hey, Law, I want to start my YouTube page, man. Hey, start with your cell phone. But no, man, I want the mic. I want the whole setup. Nah, dog, you got to first master the cell phone game, right? You got to first start off small <laughs> before you can get big. People, everybody want to be big before they become <laughs> before they become big, right? Now they're big and they don't want to know how to handle themselves. They don't know how to walk the streets. They don't know how to, uh, boy, I'm, I'm talking a little too much. Uh, Triple D, man, appreciate you. Sniping over there, man. I really believe this defense can take us the rest of the way. What are your thoughts? Yes, as long as they are getting the right, information being on the same page understanding that in, in, in on a defense we don't need all everybody to be heroes we don't need everybody to be uh the end all be all together everyone achieves more you know so it'll be nice if those boys can understand that concept right so that's that's just what i'm saying is this defense we seen it. It was there. It was there last year. Old scouts would tell you all the time. If you've seen it once, you can see it again. Shoot. His defense was there. His defense was there. Now, now they, they added some more reinforcements. Added more pieces. And they strengthened that area, which is weak. I'm going to tell y'all this, man. A house without a strong foundation would never be sustainable enough. It can look good on the outside. You can put fresh paint on it. 
hurry up and try to sell it. Hope that the people that you selling it to not wise to get someone to review everything. But if that foundation is poor, whole bunch of things will not work. Will not work up to its capability. And we didn't have a strong foundation inside the middle. In order for a home to be built, you got to dig down first. You got to anchor it first. That foundation got to be right. If not, you put that fresh paint on that house, it look good from the people that's driving by to the novice mind. There's cracks in there. The cabinet doors won't shut. The plumbing will always be an issue. Things will start shifting in the house. And it will allow other creatures and bugs to crawl into their crawl space and create them a lovely home. And it will rot from the inside out. But you'll be walking around saying, hey, man, I got my house. Shoot, it's mine. But every time it rains, moisture builds up. Looks good. You sitting there thinking you're looking pretty. The moisture builds up every rain. Then they got this thing called mold. There's people right now that's listening to me right now, living in molded houses, homes, right? Because of the foundation was shifting. Black mold all throughout the house. Inviting people over. Always have a funny smell in there. And they putting all type of glaze. You see what I'm saying? Air fresheners walking in there. Yeah, it's my own, man. Your house smells funny, man. You know? <laughs> you know? Then you get out of there. You get out of there. You know? And you realize, man, this person living in a cesspool. But they're happy because it's their home and it's killing them. Because they didn't get the one key element, the foundation. Where is your foundation? Hmm? Where are you laying your head at at night? Hmm? Why is your walls puckering up? You hear sounds at night. You know what I'm saying? And you're blaming it that it's ghosts. Ooh, it's ghosts. Nah, dog. You just got a poor foundation, man. That's why that cabinet, that cabinet is opening up because of the foundation is not centered. Man, poltergeist, poltergeist. Nah, man, that don't want to shut good because the foundation. And when the earth moves, man, you blame it on everything but the foundation. You fixing everything. You keep saying that you fixing this door. You fixing this cabinet. And it's keep breaking, but you're not fixing Woo! the foundation, baby. Woo-wee, baby. Man, somebody ain't going to hit them to 20, 30 years from that. They were like, man, this Law Nation, this guy with this beard with a new media hat and some shades on inside on the podcast studio gave me the futures and keys to my life. I went and got my foundation fixed. Oh, man, they done tore up all of the stuff and mold that was in the, in the roof in the attic on the side panels. And shoot, didn't know that that was causing me to be sick. <laughs> Somebody ought to give me $10,000 just for just helping them out, right? You know, it was a hailstorm like, like last night here in Dallas. You know, sure, I'm calling the roofer out now. My insurance paid for it. Hell yeah. You know, he going to come out there. Okay, yeah, that, 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 that's hell damage right there. Yep, I want a new roof. Oh, yeah, and then we, we work about the money on the other side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Let me get an HGT, HGTV uh, sponsor. Yes, indeed, baby. Come on. <laughs> Sound like a Katrina home. Yes, indeed. You know, when them checks start coming in, yeah. <laughs> you paying for insurance, you know. But let me get off of that, man, before I get one of those. FBI, open up! <laughs> hey, law man, I just came here for football, man. I didn't know this man gonna give me the keys to life. <laughs> oh man, I just came to get some knowledge of football. Can you talk about football, man? Somebody saying, man, bump that man. Law talking some real stuff over there, man. I'm, I'm on the phone with the contractor now, man. That's why the cabinet doors wouldn't close and the commode wouldn't flush, man. Oh my, oh oh, they pay for that. <laughs> Somebody gonna have an extra fifteen thousand dollars in their pocket. <laughs> All right, man, I'm trying to find this audio. I'll stall it y'all enough, so ah, I think I hit the wrong button. All right. Let's talk about this offense, man. Let's talk. Y'all good? Y'all straight? <laughs> y'all good? All right, so um, the Dallas Cowboys text coast, and, and recently in news, over a thousand, I think it's a little like a million fish, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can type it in. Texas fish on the coast. Let me see if that pull up. I think it was top news, top story in the Guardian. Uh, dead fish washing up along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I can't make this stuff up. Dead fish are washing up along beaches on Texas Gulf Coast official sites. Here's why. The Cowboys change their offensive philosophy to Texaco, and we bring it up all of the nutrients in the fish out to out from the sea. You know what I'm saying? It looked like you know one of those episodes on uh, the Aquaman. You know when they got pissed off at everything and they start throwing everything onto the coast. But I'm gonna tell you that the Texaco is going to be just as beneficial as all of the fish. This is like a, 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 you know, we are the world's team. This is like the ocean donating to the Cowboys for giving us new life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with offense all of a sudden. Tex Coast offense is about to put the league on notice. And why do we say that? Because now we can see the benefits do you do you want news summarized? No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. You know, we just want this news right here. And they go into more details. It, it's amazing. Let me let me share this news with y'all right quick, you know. And 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 y'all noticing I was gone this past weekend, and then all of a sudden everything then changed around. Fish is on the Texas coast, right? On top of that, man, they done spotted E.T. He done made it and landed, man. Look, everybody can get cameras and pictures recorded of this and that happening, but can't nobody catch a camera or a picture of E.T. being down here? You know, they said that E.T. was freller than Kevin <laughs> Garnett. <laughs> they say he was small, but he was tall. He was like eight foot ten, and and he was from another galaxy. And he came down. Basically, they said, they basically said that 
one of those ETs had silver and blue on, and they were saying that they getting ready to get their season tickets. They flew in from another galaxy, and they can't wait to see them boys. Have you ever noticed that? They diehard Cowboy fans, man, for real. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Look it up. They spotted E.T. You know what I'm saying? They beyond the ice wall. They saying, shoot, we going to check in on these Cowboys. They going to be at training camp with me. You know? <laughs> I ain't lying at all, man. <laughs> The sky, hey, the sky said it don't want to be blue anymore. It want to turn orange. It want to give all the blue back to the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm for real, man. I'm for real, man. So this Texas Coast offense, since we made that announcement, shoot, we bid on one, man. So I can't wait to see this guy. Come in to the scenes and be that dude for us, man. And this is uh, my guy, uh, Michael Gallup. He's going to benefit from this Texco's offense. He's going to be another guy that we can all look back on and say, man, shoot, I get it. You was hurt, you know, last year. You was uh, going through your thing, going through your motions. And <laughs> Zaytoven says, I saw pictures of him, and I, I can see them now. Hey, man, Zay, Zay, Zay. Hey, bro, come on now, dog. Hey, 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 don't tell them all the secrets because, you know, they, you know, they follow Law Nation, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they listen. They say, man, hey, Law, they just hit me up and say, hey, Law, look, 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 man. Don't give up all of our secrets, man. You know, come on. <laughs> all right, so let, let's listen in to, to the um, – to this information from from the Cowboys that I really appreciate y'all man I, I know we're we gonna get to it we're gonna talk about it come on can, can y'all hear that yeah. doing great excited just uh, a couple more days of work and then a little bit of uh, a little bit of a break it's gonna be fun we've uh, put in a lot of hours this spring but uh, it was really cool great camp um, just to see the guys get out there and what we kind of challenged them with was two things number one just you know Compete every day with yourself in the classroom. Obviously, we have to be controlled with what we do on the practice field. There's, you know, things you can't do. But um, I thought they attacked the playbook. The meetings were great, um, and it's nice to have some film now to tie into the stuff that we were teaching in the classroom, going back from phase one to phase two. Um, but we're looking forward to Oxnard. It's going to be. He says looking forward to Oxnard, and, and the, the good thing about what he's saying, basically, ladies and gentlemen is and there's a statement i can't find a quote <clears throat> but you're gonna have to take my word for it is big mike mccarthy himself said finally finally we can play our caliber and brand of football and i'm not taking that loosely i'm taking that wholeheartedly i'm taking that not just on the chin i'm taking that with with, with thought in reverence to, to the game itself of looking at this situation and saying that finally we can see real football with concepts, real football with schemes. And uh, I, I was listening partially right before I got live on this show. I was listening to what was Scott. He, he had a whole nice, beautiful overlay of, of charts and, and it hit me, and it took me 
a minute to go back and watch, and I'm going to go back and watch this, uh, this era of this guy that's on the screen right now, Schottenheimer, when he was with, hear me out, when he was with Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's best years of his NFL career was with this guy that's on the screen right here. Was with him. And and I look at Russell Wilson's game. I look at his skill set. People compare Dak to Russell, saying that Dak is a bigger Russell, right? Now, Russell, when he was cooking, right, and they, they say let Russ cook when he was cooking, right, full-course meal, right, before the one-two step was all everywhere, you know, and the kids getting older, he was cooking, right? He was literally cooking from this guy, Schottenheimer. So it's about to get real good for us at this Tex offense, right? This Tex Coast offense, Texas Coast offense, if you want to say the whole thing. That even aliens from other galaxies beyond the third wall, right? Coming up out of the oceans and, and turning the sky orange. They saying they ready to see this. Cowboys play. Come on, baby. Fun to put the pads on and, and do some real football. Yeah, Everyone always I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, very catchy. What do you guys think? You guys are the keys. I mean, you know, yeah. I love that. How do you? How are you able to kind of combine those two things? What they were doing in the past, and also with the West Coast. Well, I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit before. You know, the number one thing is, I said it, and I do believe it. It wasn't broke. I mean, what they've done here over the last, you know, five, six, seven years has been really good since Dak came in the league. Um, we wanted to keep a lot of that in place. It's what our players know. We're a veteran, uh, strong offense that's added some really cool pieces. Um, we were very selective about the changes that we made. We tried to protect some of the language, uh, the things that Dak has used for a long time. Um, but we certainly added some wrinkles. And so, not to put a number on it, but we're somewhere in that, you know, keep 70%-ish, you know. Uh, we've certainly added some flavor, but I think the things that we put in that were new um, not only Dak, but, but Zach and Tyron and, and those guys, TP, they all like some of the adjustments and things that we've made. So it really has been a very collaborative thing where um, a lot of good give and take of the stuff that's been in place, stuff that Mike's done, stuff that I've done um, in Seattle. And um, again, it's nice to kind of get through this off season and then we'll go to training camp, tweak some things, uh, and then start getting. Man, he's shooting down all of those um, those narratives of, and, and <clears throat> here's my rebuttal to anyone, and I was said to them, to say that Kelly Moore was trash, Kelly Moore was horrible, Kelly Moore's scheme and philosophy was just pathetic. No, that's not the case nor the scenario. The problem, Kellen Moore, young, wet behind the ear, just now starting to understand, hey, these are the things to, to, to counter. And it may have been just too late. Going through growing pains is a real thing. And what we have been deprived of for over 20 years, right, or we put right at 27 years, is a guy that's already been there before. 
that already went down that road before, as old folks say, that already understand that, hey, yes, you can have a nice house. Yes, you can have, see how I'm tying everything in? Yes, you can have the shuttles looking good. The street and the avenue is great. But you can still have a faulty foundation. So what looks good on the outside crumbles down inside. You could be dying, living in your own home, right? So when you have somebody that got wisdom and understanding and knowledge of the game, they would say, hey, this may be a good situation. We can still save the house. We don't have to burn the whole house down and can everything. We just got to fix a few things. We got to make the repairs. The damage is not that vast. And Schottenheimer said, yeah, they're going to keep 70%. But 30% is a lot. And if you think I'm lying, skip out on paying Uncle Sam. He want 33 and a third percent. Skip out on paying him his 33 and a third percent and let me know how that works out for you. But, hey, law, you know, paying taxes not in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, I get all of that. Yeah, but, you know, IRS and all of this stuff. But watch how your jail cell will pay. You know, when you owe Uncle Sam the money, they're going to sit you down and look at you. It don't matter who you are. You know what I'm saying? You can be the Chrisleys. I think that they are some multimillionaire people, right? And you could be sitting in that cell because they're going to look at you eye to eye, face to face, and let you know the reserve federally belongs to us. You know what I'm saying? And the money that you're making is not even yours. It's ours. Regardless of how much money you make, 33 and a third percent belongs to me. Now, you can write some stuff off and play around with it, but you still got to pay me, me, you know. Uh, <laughs> so that's just how much 30 percent is. It's a lot. You know, Iceberg Kills, shout out to him. He's one of my snipers. He said the offense will still be top five. Book it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That boy's shooting over here, man. Yes, indeed. So what I'm saying here is that Kellen Moore, he had some brilliant ideas, brilliant thoughts, but didn't put it together. There are people right now that's brilliant, smart, intellectual, got everything going for them, but they don't know how to put it together. There's people right now, channels right now, if they start now, can be way better than Law Nation, way better than any content creator that's on YouTube, but they don't know how to put it together. And even if they do start, they got to go through what we call growing pains. And what cowboys tend to do in the last 20-odd years or more Right. They took something like a Jason Garrett who had some interpersonal skills. Right. Who understood the philosophy of the Jones family. Right. Understanding some of those things. He was way more marketable than Wade Phillips for crying out loud. You know, so they took something and they elevate him quickly without going through the growing pains at the mercy. Of us fans. And we are so loyal, we didn't turn our back not one time through the Clapper administration. Let me know if you turned your back on them, you know, because I didn't. <laughs> we got mad. It's understandable. We got upset. That's understandable. But we didn't take off the silver and blue nor the star on the side of the helmet. Now, there is a few out there that have jumped and switched sides over there. But we stayed faithful and loyal even when they was going through the bull sugar thing with Scott Lenninhan. 
So we looked at it and said, so you mean to tell me you're going to take an unsuccessful head coach, a guy that's never been successful from an aspect of winning games and beyond. I think his last record was like 3-13 and 13 or something crazy like that. You mean to tell me you're going to take him? The guy that's never been successful outside of uh, Minnesota days, right? And who couldn't have been successful without, you know, you know, Randy Moss or what have you. But that's a whole other story. So you mean tell me you took him and he's supposed to come here and elevate the most visible franchise in the National Football League and do something for us, right? And just by him alone coming over here, he helped out on a few things. But it was still clashes. And we haven't turned our back on them. We haven't turned our back on them. And we understood, even with Kelly Moore, most of us understood that there was going to be some growing pains. The man is still learning. He's still wet behind the ear. He's younger than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm still learning, right? But I think Schottenheimer is, what, 50, 49 at least, 50, you know, so at least Schottenheimer is a little, a little bit more seasoned and went through most of that growing pains, but got it out of the mud a little bit more than Kellen Moore. By the time Kellen Moore is 45, 50, the dude's going to be phenomenal, you know. Hell, in the next three or four years, Kellen Moore may be phenomenal, organically speaking. Law, do you have any truth to that? Look at Kyle Shanahan. Look at Sean McVay. Those were growing pains when they was with the Washington team. I talked to Louis T last time we were live, and he said, yeah, I would love to have those boys back in the, in the Washington coaching situation. There's no shortcuts to success. <laughs> Uncle Sal, that's my QB. I asked my big, big simple. Uh, I asked Uncle. I asked my tax preparer lady. I said, "Hey, is there any way I can claim Uncle Sam? I've been carrying that brother all last year. You know what I'm saying? Can I claim him on my taxes?" <laughs> he said, "No, man." I said, "What's Uncle Sam's social? You know, I I don't want to talk too much, though. You know what I'm saying? But let's listen to more. Get ready for games. Is the key on this always to, to get? the input from your key players as you're installing it to see, okay, what do we do here? What do we not do here? Have there been a couple things that you thought would work and you just go, well, this is not, this is not going, so let's. Absolutely, I think in my career, you know, I've learned almost as much from the players from other coaches I've been around as well. Like Isaac Bruce is probably, when I was in St. Louis as a young quality control coach under Dick Vermeil, Isaac Bruce taught me a lot of what I believe as a as a receiver background guy, and uh, it's because they actually play the game. Like, so of course, Dak was involved in some of the things. We talked to, to Zach and Tyron, a lot of the veterans, but um, it's been cool because the staff that's in place, there's a lot of guys that were here, right? I'm new, obviously Mike calling the plays is new, Mike Solari coming in is new, but there's a lot of guys that understand the history of what it's been here, and that made it easy for us to kind of kick ideas around and make decisions. But the players, certainly the veterans, were involved in some of the decisions that we made. Um, and again, the things that we tweaked, uh, they like it. How do you and Mike view the tight end position this offseason with the youth in that room? That's good stuff. Listen. Experience? Is it going to be a true committee approach as opposed to like a number one, number two, number three? Yeah, it still remains to be seen, but absolutely. I think you look at that room, and that was one of the things I was excited about. Again, watching from afar last year, looking at uh, Jake come in and 
Fergie having the success that he did, and then you know uh, Henny, uh, Sean McKeon doesn't get enough credit. He's a really good football player. Um, so we want to roll tight ends through. We want to get guys involved in the game. We want to be multiple. Some of the things we're doing from a personnel standpoint, kind of attack the defense that way. Um, but it's an exciting group, and they're very coachable. L-Dub does a great job with those guys. Um, I talked a little bit about competing in the classroom. Those guys are on top of their stuff, which what you're seeing is they play fast. Like They're, they're making quick decisions. They're decisive. Um, so we're excited about that group, and um, we expect really good things. The, the youth aside, we're expecting really big things from that, that unit. No doubt. Good good stuff. Excuse me. Great stuff from him. Uh, let me do a quick rebuttal uh, to my guy Zay. He says, uh, Jets, Seahawks fans hated shot at Scotty. And uh, so I guess we will see. And, and, and Zay, you're right, you know. Um, here's, here's how I got to look at it. And here's how I want you all to look at it. It's not a one-size-fit-all. It's not the Cowboys' Jets, right? I don't think that the Jets had this personnel, for one, right? And they historically, you know, I think that they, they've been to the conference championship game more than us in the last 20 years. But historically speaking, they haven't had a quarterback since Chad Pennington, maybe? And he had a soft arm, and we can go all the way back to Joe Namath, you know, from there, you know. So historically, or when Brett Favre was there, so it, it it's it's a real hard way to compare, right? And and I get it, you know, uh, people a lot of people thought Sam Donald, you know, uh, would was would, would be that guy, and people would would swear to it that that he's better than Dak right now, you know. But that's a whole another storyline. Now, as far as the Seattle Seahawks. The evidence that that's more tangible now is that they miss, they miss Schottenheimer, right? They miss oh Shotty, they they miss him. So uh, because they wish that they had the offense as fluent as it was when he was there. Now, granted, Geno last season, shout out to him for what they were able to do with Geno. Phenomenal year, and and I can you, you could probably poke holes at that and say no, they ain't miss him that much. But for sure, Sierra, uh, not not Sierra husband, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Russell Wilson, for sure, he he missed Schottenheimer, you know, calling the plays. And that's how I look at it. So, yes, it's a wait-and-see moment. I, I do like the fact and the notion that we will still have Big Mike calling the plays and Schottenheimer would be in the box or what have you overseeing all of this looking over everything and saying, all right, you know, the safety like to climb down a little bit inside the box when we're in this uh, personnel group. We can probably get them on a double move on the outside and there's no one over the top, and we can probably take that. Dak, you was a little late, you know, you were a little late on this read, but here's the thing, this is what I saw, right? Dak, you was a little too early on this, this is what I saw. Who remember back in the days – who remember back in the days when the quarterback messed up so bad they had to go run to the phone, right? Get him, get him on the phone, right? Get him on the phone. That's them talking to the the man in the box saying, "Get your stuff together, right?" <laughs> so hopefully we'll see most of that, you know. Uh, Sierra Simps, <laughs> there's, yeah, I fixed it for you. Oh man, come on, man. 
<laughs> I know some people right now would be simping for Sierra right now if she called right now. I know some people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, shout out to Sierra, one, two, one, two step, you know. Uh, and shout out to Ross, man, you know. <laughs> shout out to Russell, man. See how I cleaned that up a little bit, Russell, you know. <laughs> shout out to you, Russell. I was going to talk last year about Dak's interceptions, obviously. And did you look at him like he needs to be fixed and how you, when you come in and coach him, or do you look at it as that was a one-off as to different circumstances in those games kind of led to some of those efforts? You know, I, he certainly does need to be fixed. There's no question about that. I mean, guy's a great player. You guys know that. You guys have watched him more than I have. But um, he's a competitor. Right. I mean, he's going to go out there and he's going to compete and he's going to, you know, I can make that throw. And so <laughs> he's just got to understand situations of the game and down and distance and all that stuff and and clean up some of the decisions that, you know, that he knows last year he kind of missed. But uh, I love one of my early experiences as a coordinator was with the Jets and uh, it was 2008 and I was coaching Brett Favre. And so he you guys have seen Brett play. He would force a ball into trap. There'd be like three guys there waiting for it. One of the three was going to catch it. Yeah. He'd come over. I'd be like, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my bad, my bad. I'd be all right. We're good. And move on. But and I'd get up to leave, and he'd go, "Hey, Shotty, I can make that throw though. I can make that throw." Like, Dude, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can make that throw sometimes. So uh, it's a little bit of that competitive spirit. These guys, they all have that. And uh, hey, hey, hey! Before they go any further down here, uh, don't force that throw though, Dak. You know, and there's nothing wrong with. Putting your foot down, shot and say, hey, you know, I know you can make that throw, but don't force that throw. You know, I mean, we need some of that doggone stuff going on in here. Uh, <clears throat> objectively speaking, Chris214 uh, says, uh, how often do the OC not calling plays on the NFL? Uh, I, I think that that's a complex answer to that question there. Complex question. Yeah, three of them, man. And and, and let me, because that's a good, that's, man, you didn't kill me with it, but you shot me real good with it. Um, I, I can say that when when you are working together as a team, you, 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 you'll see more continuity with it. It's no more, or it should be no more, you install it, you call it. Right. And that was such a horrible way for big Mike McCarthy to th pretty much throw Kelly Moore in, in front of the bus. Like, dude, you install it. You call it. Meaning that from that from that wording alone, meaning that there was discourse. Right. For those of us who can read in between the lines there, there was some type of discourse of big Mike and Kelly Moore. You install it. You call it, right? So now that if both of these guys are out there and they're working as a team, even if I install Bull Sugar, right, then I want you guys to be able to say, hey, Law, man, I, I love what you do, but, man, you, 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 put, you presented something terrible. It, you was wrong, man. Here's what you need to do. Right. And if you one of my uh, peers or you one of my people that's close to my inner circle. I will make the necessary adjustments. Right. I will add here to your advice. And now that you have an offensive coordinator and a head coach 
that's in sync with each other, not the group, but in sync, then you you will have a better outcome, meaning that there's no feelings out there. There's no big eyes, no little use. There's an, an adjustment that I can add here to and say, oh, or I can listen to and say, you know what, I'm wrong. Okay, so now when we see this front, we are changing in this way. And now we are working together, right? So if you install it, you call it not going to even be a thing, right? Me being upset and angry at Malik Davis allegedly for not getting the ball enough the previous week, we can put all of those feelings to the side now and we can have a grown man heart-to-heart conversation, right? And we say, hey, man, we need to win this game at all costs, man, because I don't want all of the blood, sweat, and tears that we put in during the offseason to be in vain. And I need to be able to chastise the players enough so that they won't get into their feelings. But when you tiptoeing around, you are not able to chastise these guys. Even if, look, grandma used to say, may she rest in peace. There are people in hell with good intentions, right? And she don't have a place to put them there, but it's just the, it's just the analogy. You may be thinking you're doing something uh, right, but you're doing it wrong. And somebody need to call you out on that, right? Whereas you don't get into your feelings. Somebody needed to pull Dak to the side and say, hey, you can't throw another INT, dog, even if it's not even your fault. We got to win this game. This game is a game of inches. So if Michael Gallup is late on his break, you need to tell Michael Gallup, you need to be able to be that leader to let him know. Right then and there, so that if the, if the other guy, Tobert, whoever else that's on the team, saying that, hey, Gallup can even get chewed out, shoot, and the next time I'm running my, my sets, I'm going to make sure I hit it perfectly. Because as the leader of this team, you got to walk that way, right? You got to be able to establish all of those things. And there's no hate. There's no shade at my guy Dak. I'm just telling y'all from a leader aspect. And I'm telling y'all, we didn't even have that from the coaching aspect, right? Y'all get where I'm going? Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down, you know? So this is what I'm saying. So hopefully we will have a, a, a team that's more unified. Uh, Black Lion, shout out to him, man. He says, do you think CD plus Cook will have a 1,000 yards? Salute, <laughs> They would dog sure if we play our cards right, man, we would have a thousand yards, man, a piece. Uh, it would be very, very phenomenal, be a phenomenal situation for us, man. All right. Um, but y'all give it what I'm saying. And it's, I'm not hating on any of those guys or the coaching staff or the players that's on the field. But I'm just trying to point out the obvious. Uh, Glenn Caper says, will the run and pass play be married? or exchange exchange for every run play formation there should be a pass play formation that looks exactly like it yeah god dog <laughs> i never knew if i could press both of them at the same time that's what you did to me. yeah <laughs> hey man you get a good one for that one yes you you want you want everything to look the same 
one of the things from a uh, wide receiver perspective, you want all of your releases to look the same so that they can't gauge whether you're running a nine or a flag route or you run in a hitch. Your releases are all the same. From an edge rusher, you want your release point to to be similar. And, and even if you guys go back and listen to the video, Michael Parsons was telling Von Miller, I want all of my edges to look the same. And the element of surprise can 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 really can really 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 hurt a team. Uh, I was talking to uh, before we went live, young heavy. Shout out to him. We were talking last Wednesday, and my brother, who's a diehard Forty Nine er fan, before we hit the live button, basically he was saying that with Kyle Shanahan, they have a set of plays that a whole package that they all look the same. When Kyle Uzcheck is out there, you know, and Debo he rotate to the backfield, it still looked the same from whether Kyle Juszczyk is going to get the ball or Debo Samuels is going to get the ball or even Brandy Ayuk is going to be on the end around. All of the packages look the same, but they got about six or seven plays out of that same package, right? And it keeps the opposition guessing. It makes the uh, half of the field shorter to read or easier to read for their quarterbacks. And that's why you get some of the same results, whether you have Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy, or they call him Glock Purdy, you know what I'm saying, over there. And, and by us establishing that, that should help alleviate some of these uh, inconsistencies. So, yes, I want my run formation to look just like my passing formation. I don't want it to be so obvious that we're in shotgun, right, and we're going empty, and everybody, mama, uncle, cousin, know that I can sit on the seven route now. I can sit Literally, as a DB, I could just sit at the at the damn marker now because it's empty. And if Dak is going to try to run it, then we have my linebacker to come down and feel or my force uh, safety to come down, right? So when you think about the small nuances of football, you want everything to look the same, but at least with the element of the illusion, right? And we didn't have that over here because – the dude, and I'm not throwing any shade or salt at him, he was still learning on the job, and that's Kellen Moore. Again, Dak loves some of the things that we're doing from training the footwork and timing and some of the rhythm things, tying the routes to his feet. So um, uh, we expect him to have a huge year. With that, Mike's talked a lot this offseason when he's talking about changes. It's like the protection. When you looked at some of those interceptions, was that a schematic sum in your mind, just the protections that, that were or weren't there on certain throws, and that's – incorporated in when you look at interceptions there's so many factors that go into get them again the, the point is this the the protection part of it of us trying to want to tighten up some of the pocket make it a little bit firmer and how we kind of fit our backs into being a sideboard for different whether you're sliding protections things like that that's something that we definitely want to address and that's more of a um a philosophy for mike and i that we've been around and, and mike Solari and i being together a couple different times um get them that is that is something that we've definitely worked towards doing and i feel like we've come away with um not only just um the right answers and fits for blitzes because everybody talks about blitzes and how you block those up but just even in a four-man rush whether you're sliding or whether you're a pocket declaration where you're blocking the mic how you fit the pieces together because the backs are involved. They're, whether they're blocking someone or they're just fitting through a gap, they're always involved. And um, we you heard that? Play in a physical mindset in all protections this year. Speaking to the always involved, man, and that's good. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, my guy Ortiz, shout out to him. You know. He says uh, uh, the fact that they're keeping seventy percent is a lot of about the scheme. Yeah, the scheme was pretty pretty dope. It's just that they didn't they didn't know how to piece it together, right? And uh, my guy Iceberg Q says uh, Shotty is spitting. Yeah, right. right? So it, it is what it is at this point. You know, uh, we 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 talking about a a standpoint on how you can manage to get these things together all right man i don't i don't wrapped up with you guys enough man shout out to cowboys.com i have more and more videos uh uh we had a, a quick excerpt on wide receiver let me do this let me let me play this quick excerpt and uh or or video audio clip and then we'll pick up the uh you guys want to do the phone lines for a few seconds let me know in the chat and, and you guys can go ahead and hold your places there too but let's listen to uh prince Robert Prince. What have your impressions been of Brandon Cooks? Uh, you've had several weeks to work with him. Yeah, Brandon's great. Um, I actually worked with him in uh, in Houston in 2021. And uh, first of all, great human being. Uh, obviously, you see the speed on the field, but what he brings uh, to the room, he's a great pro, and it's great for the uh, young guys to see, you know, what a guy like that does to get a thousand yards wherever he's been. He's had production, but uh, it, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, the thing with Brandon is he's been around different places. Obviously, he was in New England, but, you know, probably first started when he was in New Orleans and being around a guy like Drew Brees and the habits that he saw, you know, Drew had. And, uh, you know, he's picked up a lot of good habits and he's maintained it. And, shoot, it, it's been awesome to have the other guys see what he's done. No doubt, man. Hey, hey you know, I, I talked about this before about brooms you know that that new broom can sweep the floor good but that old broom can get those corners and and what i'm trying to say here is that we, we all know that brandon cook's a thousand you know receiver what have you it, it, it it's more than just being a thousand you know re- thousand yard receiver is it's how the the dbs have to play you now levels of respect and breaking routes, they're going to have to, you know, they ain't going to try to jump them as quickly because they know that it can be a house call the other way. And breaking route on Noah Brown, shoot, I'm jumping that one. As a DB, I'm jumping it. You know, he haven't earned he haven't earned that levels of respect, right? I'm going to be a little bit physical with him, even though he's stronger and bigger, right? I know for sure the aficionados would not give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Right, just like uh, it was a couple of years ago, Gallup literally owned owned uh, Jalen Ramsey on a route. Right, I think aficionados was like, "Shoot, let me give Gallup the benefit of the doubt." No, <laughs> they gave Jalen the benefit of the doubt. Ain't no way Gallup, a a third target wide receiver, is going to catch that ball over a top tier DB flag. Just just. Just, just throw a flag, flag, man. It's impossible, right? <laughs> you know, uh, people don't think that these aficionados are not fans of the game. You know, re- respect out here is bought. Oh, excuse me, respect out here is earned, not given. You know, so those are the things that that, 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 that unfortunately. So you're gonna see a little bit more favors for Brandon Cook on certain routes, even on how the opposition would play him, right? And I'm gonna tell y'all. As as a DB, 
man, we can get beat underneath all day. It's the over the top that you don't want to get beat on, right? You know, you look, you can be like, man, you know, uh, underneath, I gave him that. You know what I'm saying? I gave him that, man. I knew we could have foresight. I could come down and feel. But over the top, man, shoot, DBs don't want to get beaten, right? And then don't let the ability of the safety being held for a fraction of a second because he got to keep his eyes on the tight end. And whatever, whatever we come up with, ladies and gentlemen, with the tight end package, it's all about setup game, right? Pick your poison. And I've seen that game. And shout out to West Coast principal scheme and system, but we've seen it with Andy Reid for, for many a moons. And he just somehow got him a phenomenal wide receiver slash tight end out of Travis Kelsey. Whereas the middle of the field is the easiest target for a quarterback to hit, but it's also harder to defend when you have speed guys on the edge and you still have to respect speed. On the third and 30 play for the Dallas Cowboys, the reason why it worked is because you had a guy named T.Y. Hilton on that play, and you still had to hold that safety on the other side that couldn't cheat to his side because that was a play that I want you guys to go back and watch. Little old Cavante Turpin was out there, right? And so that's why to us, when we that, we that know football and understand football, we used to have a guy named Butter. He was so fast that, shoot, you still had to respect him, but we called him Butter because he couldn't catch anything, right? But he was fast. And Cavante Turpin, you still had to respect that speed, right? You still had to tell the safety, keep his eyes on him. So on third and 30, you know, Cavante was running out there, and we as football people, we were sitting there saying to Kelly Moore or whoever the person that was installing the plays, Keep 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 Turpin out there, man. Oh, he should have if it's four quarters in a game. He should at least have a nine route, at least in one of the quarters every 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 game. Uh, just just run it up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, all right, on this play, we just gonna run a nine with you, Cavante. Uh, uh, we not even gonna. I would tell him in the huddle, we ain't we ain't gonna even throw you the ball. You know, <laughs> you know, we just gotta we just gotta make the defense play on us. And the day, the day that they slipping, we gonna make sure we eat. I keep hearing people say that Lucky Whitehead wasn't a valuable asset to us in 2016, but that end around play for Ezekiel Elliott would never happen if Kevont, if not Kevonte Turpin, but Lucky wasn't on the team. Put it like this, you have to still respect speed. I want y'all to go back. Who was the first person that celebrated with Ezekiel Elliott on that touchdown, right? Look, I don't think that we beat the Green Bay in the regular season if it wasn't for Lucky Whitehead. Oh, man, but he wasn't very beneficial. Don't look at the stat line. Look at the tape. Look at how people had to still respect his little speed. He averaged eight and a half yards per run on the end around. So when we made it to the playoffs, they calling themselves trying to do an in-house. Woo! God, dog it. I hate when I tie things together. 
they talked about they did an in-house discipline thing for Lucky because he did something with Zeke or Swede. But that's a whole other storyline. They talking about doing an in-house thing. This new media now, so y'all pay attention. They didn't even start him in that doggone Green Bay game. If you had a Lucky out there, hear me out, hear me out. If you had a Lucky out there, you would have at least made the defense play honest. They still have to garner this dude's speed. They still have to respect speed. That jet sweep was, was the best with Lucky. Yes, indeed, Carlos, right? <laughs> but it averaged about eight yards per toe. It opened up the offense. It make your quarterback feel like, okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? But we don't win those games if you don't put those guys in the game. And it goes back to our feelings even just last year against the 49ers. We didn't get – people think that we got blown out by 60 points. We lost by less than a touchdown, I think it's six points collectively. All we needed all we needed to get those boys out of that cover two shell where they dropping six is a gut doggone good gut wrench and run to make the doggone defense play on us. But by them being in their feelings and not understanding the totality of the game, we never could get that big break. So you dropping, look, you dropping your quarterback and everybody's sitting on routes. Sitting on their first pick. And I'm not saying that shoot, Gallup was exonerated or, 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 or remove of those uh, things, nor Dak. But, shoot, as a DB, I'm sitting on it, and then he didn't cross his face. Shoot, I'm, I'm dancing. If I saw that, my eyes would have been big. And then the second INT, shoot, you go empty. Look where the, look where the guys were at on the sticks. Come on, man. Let's let's get these phone lines jumping, man. Boy, I'll be all day talking because I'm hyped now. Ooh, y'all done got me hyped, man. Y'all done got me hyped, boy. Call my phone, hit my line. Only ones who down for Only the ones down for me, baby. Keep it super thumb my way on this side. 657-390-7391. Please announce yourself. Chris 214, man, you lie. What, Law? Nothing to it, Chief. Holler at me, man. Talk to me. Man, so from listening to what you just said, I would rather have an efficient offense that's going to work against the higher-tier opponents than having the number one offense in the league the number one uh, point scorer, all that stuff is cool. I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's right. cool. But with Kelly Moore, oh, yeah, cool. You got all, like, the flashy numbers and stats. And, but when you went into the playoffs, play with these high-level teams who can play with you, it, 
all those number one points and stats and stuff, it ain't do you no justice because you wasn't right. efficient. You don't know how to counter. If you know, it was so I, which I do think that we'll get there out of Mike McCarthy. We'll have more experience. Yep. Be more smarter. You know what I'm saying? It's just the flashy stuff is cool, but like if if you don't apply that to experience and smarts, it'll do you no justice. And I think that's what what Kellen Moore was doing. So hey, but that's all I had though. Man, you uh, you right on it, man. Uh, you got to have the ability to take to make teams think and make them play left handed when they were trying to go right. So I appreciate you for that thought, man. Appreciate you, fam. That's Chris two one four, man. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> y'all must y'all must be still on vacation, man. I opened the lines up. He was the only one here. All right. Well, you know, I, I thank y'all. We opened the line up. Uh, the the two, six five seven three nine zero seven three nine one is the hotline uh, line for you by. Well, it's not a hotline. It's a cold line right now. Ain't nobody up in here. But it's all good. Uh, appreciate all of y'all, man, for tuning in. Well. Well, at least he got a chance to get that out. So we we'll give it. We we'll give it four more minutes, and if nobody else in here, man, we'll close it out for the day, man. But I, I really appreciate y'all so so much, man, for for being part. Oh, oh, we got somebody now. Maybe maybe that's what it was, man. Y'all y'all just wanted him to get his shine. Ain't it right, Jay Worthy, man? What's good with you, man? Hey, man, Lord, <laughs> that was unbelievable. What I just heard, I'm like. Ain't wait, nobody wait. calling. Uh, okay, let me, <laughs> uh, let me pick up the my line. phone. Crazy. <laughs> I'm sitting here cleaning up the house and just listening to all the good comments, the good content, and all of a sudden I'm like, "All right, let me let me jump in there with my boy Law real quick." Appreciate you, bro. Talk to me, man. What's on your heart, man? Yeah. See, the, the the thing is, I was uh, I, I was listening to the show and I was I was thinking, I said, Kellen Moore you know, had a bunch of plays, a bunch of play calling. Kellamore is good. We had a good offense. You know, we were efficient, you know, but now I'm starting to see, like you said, you put in the, the content and the information in the title, something, a scheme that has plans, that right. has purpose. Yeah. And so when I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm saying this is going to open up so much of our players' attributes, their true attributes, that they're going to be so efficient that no one really is going to be able to recognize it. You know, it's just going to maximize their talent to the fullest because when I was looking at last year, when we started off the season, right. we had C.D. Lamb out of his element. We had C.D. Lamb playing him as the X receiver. Like he was running like, you know, posts and slants and stuff. That's not his game. You know, that was the Gallup game, but we had to compensate for Gallup's injury you know, and and his inefficiency and stuff like that. So as soon as we start putting CD Lamb, moving him around and getting him moving, CD Lamb just start taking off. So yep. what what I see with Mike McCarthy is Mike McCarthy is actually going to, and him and Schottmeyer are going to put our players in the best possible position to be effective. What do you think? I mean, yeah. Uh, and and th- those are the things that we look for. 
out of a offensive coordinator. If your playmaker is kind of stall, right? Sometimes you need to put them on the end around. Sometimes you need to line them up inside even more uh, towards the, uh, the LOS or closer to the uh, uh, offensive line to run them on a, a, a seam route or, or or just get them involved with, with a tunnel here and there. So all of that works for a guy that, that that's fit into a system that works for him. And hopefully we will see just those bases of football, you know, out there so everyone can see. And we just mm-hmm. didn't have that. And, and trust and believe, you know, uh, in these last two years, CeeDee Lamb been phenomenal for us and his numbers it speaks for itself. It's just that now we know for sure he could be utilized even more. And I made the statement last week before I had to dip out on you all, Anything that Debo Samuel can do, I, I can see my guy C.D. Lamb can do. Yeah, anything he could do, he can do better. I, it's, you know, like I said, they have unique skill sets, both of them. And it, it was just a shame that we didn't put in uh, Davis, Malik Davis, because of feelings, because of pride. You know the good book yeah, says, yeah. pride before a crash. We can't yeah. do that on the basis of, of the fans. You know, you got to set that pride aside, put all that that turmoil aside because we don't want to give the media the, the, uh, the, the, I, I mean, we don't want to give them the fire to, to burn us even more, you know, right. that we're a dysfunctional organization, you know, just because of film, because I don't know why Malik Davis didn't even come in for a snap, a snip a snap, you yeah. know, that was confusing to me when Ezekiel Elliott, you know, was, was, you know, non-efficient you know, in, in the end of that game. But, Law, all I'm going to say is I'm liking the direction that we're going in. I'm seeing some good effects of our, our offense, especially in our defense is just going to be unstoppable. Everybody trying to downplay that. You know, that Prescott is going to – he's going to surge this season. So, my brother, keep doing what you do. You know, good content. Cowboys Nation keep supporting you going in the right direction, and we right behind you, my brother. No doubt, man. Appreciate you, fam, for calling in and, and being that lifeline, man. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> That's Jay Worthy, y'all. Anytime, Law. Right. Yes, Go indeed. Cowboys, baby. Go Cowboys. Goodbye. All right, well, you know, those two, they, they're real ones right there. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, I thank y'all. Uh, for this episode be sure ladies and gentlemen hit that like button share this content let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to cowboys sports talk and beyond um here's my thoughts here right before i leave again yeah i feel you when you said debo uh, like lamb is not as 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 physical as debo i get you on that but let me say this ask the giants ask the giants ask the uh the eagles is C.D. Lamb soft, right, right, right? Ask him, you know, let me know what you come up with because I've seen my guy C.D. Lamb lower the helmet or shoulder pad on those Giants and wiped them up. I've seen C.D. Lamb pretty much on the Eagles and Bradbury, oh, he's so scary. When he sees C.D. Lamb out there on the field and he tucked his chain and went on in and scored that touchdown. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not saying that anybody said that he's soft, but man, oh man, uh, Rev, 
We've seen CD Lamb eat against some of those guys, and he's physical. And, and, and from that aspect of it, Cowboy Nation, I can't wait for this season to kick off and be off. Uh, I hope that you guys had a great weekend. I hope that you guys had a great time. We're back. We're going to be having another episode later on tonight. And we're going to try to bring you guys all what we can. And speaking of that, Cowboy Nation, let's just look at it from this aspect. Every year is different. Every year you want to get better than what you was the previous year. And I'm going to tell you, right now we are better than what we were last year. I said the same thing the year before that. But law, how can you get better losing out on this X, Y, and Z? Well, we did win a playoff game. But law, hold on, law. That was against old Tom Brady. He was 45 years of age, man. Close to 50. That could be like 65 in NFL years, right? But we did something that we haven't done in 30 years. Winning a road playoff game. So that's better than what we were previously. And it's all about setting up and making sure that you go over everything with a fine-tooth comb. And it should be no more you install it, you call it. This should be more the mindset of together we all work out. Mike McCarthy back is against the wall. For example... He was on the hot seat last year. People were saying that why even need Mike McCarthy here? You got Kellen Moore. You got pundits and critics thinking that that was the brain of this operation. Well, I come here to tell you and everyone that's listening. The reality is about to be here. And who will stand tall? You see the critics. They like to tell us that we were not successful last year because we didn't lift up that Lombardi trophy or that we didn't go to the Super Bowl. I remember saying a prayer last year that I want to see my guy Dak Prescott lift up a trophy in the Super Bowl. I wasn't precise. He did. Imagine if I was precise, you know. So how precise are you guys with your prayer and your thoughts? So I want this team to lift up a Lombardi trophy. Being the victory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Write these things down on my way out. Apply them to your life if you can or share them with someone. If there's one thing a man should always do, mainly to himself, be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what they bring makes sense to you. Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. And when speaking, keep it at a moderate tone because raised voices turns hearts into stone. You see, in the beginning, it was, how about them cowboys, man? The morals of life live love and respect for another. Then there are those who will try to be smart. They would take a decent man to alter his heart, to seek to rip him apart. Those men, no man should call a friend because they bend the lives around the truth until it meets therein. Cowboy Nation, we going to continue to push. Ernest, thank you for your support. 
Law and George, have a wonderful, blessed day. How about them Cowboys? Shout out to you, man. You're one of my snipers, too. Appreciate you, my dog. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. You're going to motivate me to go even further. Write this one down. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired, and it makes you hold everything tawdry and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you are gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan, and lose all terror of your mind. If you would simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength, and scarcity, with faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold, private, or famish, or fame, or sickness of your body or brain can turn you away from the thing you want, if dogged and grim and besieged and beset with the help of Almighty, you will get it. I want you guys to right now do the nation a huge favor, not a small one. I want us to have unity in the community. I want us to be together and reach out to my guy Scooter McGruder. He lost his father today and he's, and he's going through it right now. Reach out to them. Let them know that the nation, we are all family here. And we have extreme love for his passion for the Cowboys. One of the things that he said in a caption, the only reason why he's a Cowboy fan and why he loved the Cowboys is because of his dad. So reach out to the man, reach out to our brother and let him know that he got the largest family in this galaxy, in this dimension. And when he's going through things, we all going through it in the same pace. One way or another, that's been my time. Reach out to Scooter. And, and matter of fact, for those who don't know who I'm talking about, I'm going to post his uh, page. I'm going to post his page in the chat. See, a lot of us going through stuff and a lot of people don't even know. There he is right there. Reach out to him, lift him up, and let him know that he's not by himself. He's not alone. That we are all one big family. We may not look alike. <laughs> we for dogs sure don't talk a lot. <laughs> you know, we definitely don't do that. But baby, I promise you we bleed the same silver and blue. We do. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. DC for life, not for short. Damn! Damn! Let's go! Whoa. Give me my thing, you Give it to me, baby! Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to tonight, baby. Can we check or something? I don't really wanna feel like that. Yeah. 
greatest running back, one of them of all time, Emmitt Smith. Y'all see him in the back. Thank you, everybody. One love, baby. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. Shout out to you, Jay Versic, Smoke One for you, Chris Two One Four, JC, Coach Mar, Sadiq, J Diz. Shout out to you, DMV. Come on, Revel. Appreciate you, Brian Jones. Amp Triple D, Iceberg Q, The Black Line, Glenn and Ernest A. Ellsbury. Appreciate you. Hey, come on. I experiment, baby. I'm not feeling it, baby. Come on. Check out the new merch from Law Nation Sports. Come on. I just want to run it up just a little bit. I just want to run it up. Come on. Hey. I never own no chrome. Come on. Too many foes and clones. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh. I be at home alone. I be in zones alone. I be, I be on roll alone. Yeah. It is new media. Come on, baby. I just wanna run it up. Come on. One love, baby. Appreciate all of y'all so much. I thank y'all for tuning in and being part of this. Let's get on up out of here. Until next time, D.C. for life. Sacrifice. Don't give up the fire. Everything will be all right on any given Sunday. Yeah. Depend on you. If you win or lose, you know you got to pay some dues to live on Monday, yeah.
to you Patrice one love to you Y'all, one love, baby. If a paper crank can fly, then barely doesn't feel that far. So far, so far. If a paper crank can fly, then forever doesn't feel that far. So far, so far. If a paper grain can fly, fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on. Hey, bro, come on now, dog. Come on, if you ain't hit that like come button, on, man. Come man. on, man. <laughs> oh, Boosie, man. Hey, Boosie got mad this weekend, too. His son talking about he don't want the Boosie fade no more. <laughs> Hey, somebody let me know what happened to Floyd Mayweather, too, man. Something's working. Something inside of you that says... Let's go, baby. I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you're going to meet, who you're going to meet, who you're going to meet. We about. Let's go. Salute. Shout out to my guy. Oh, I forgot to say this, man. Shout out to my guy, 100 grand. His, his mammy heat, they, they didn't pull it out, man. You know what I'm saying? But them doggone nuggets, man, they just, they's big, man. Shoot. They just didn't have enough firepower, man. Shoot. That joker over there, man, that's a big boy, man. The NBA gonna have to do something, man. They gonna have to break that up, man. They gonna have to break that up, man. No boy's too big, ain't that right? Boy's too big, man. You got Gordon, you got this dude, Nicola, Joker, you know, shoot, doing all type of stuff, pulling up threes, shooting fadeaways, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
like this motherfucker don't miss. No, he's good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, check out the store. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. 